podcast. I feel like we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually a great way to introduce uh, Chris, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Beyond the World. Po- Beyond the... Okay, now we don't get to start it now. Yeah. Fuck, you All fucked right. up already. God damn uh, it. Damn. <laughs> All right. This is a great way to start off the podcast today uh, for Beyond the Control. It's me, David. And joining me today is Chris. He got to share with you his spirit animal, um, a gopher. And I am a... What did you say? Trash panda? Trash panda. Mm-hmm. Also known as the raccoon. So the raccoon. Okay. Um, feared by many. I'm going to take it as an insult for now until you can elaborate later. Loved by all. If we never, it's a mystery. So tell us about yourself a little bit, Chris, for the fans, for the people. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. So, uh, if anyone listening doesn't know, I'm uh David's new roomie. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, been trying to living within the past month and a half ish. One but he's month. been living in my heart for four years. That's true. I was the first person you asked to move in with you. So <laughs> you know what? I'll never oh, let that down. You, you know what? I, was I don't think Eris knows that. I no. don't think my previous room, roommate knows that because I know I asked him in a very awkward way. And I think people will learn about that later. But I did ask you first, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right at a ballast point. You were wearing your Nikes and I complimented your Nikes and... The next words out of your mouth. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that moment, but you did ask me at some point. <laughs> you know what, though? It is kind of funny. Um, well, everybody, I've met Chris during graduate school. Uh, we both went to Long Beach for sports psychology. And, you know, they do those orientations. So we showed up for orientation. We got to know each other. And Chris and I bonded immediately. He's just a very happy dude. Me, I'm like excited at that time because i was finally going to like graduate school and everything um and then we were going to get drinks with the class ahead of us to get to know them and i think he and i just had that in common that we just want to get to know people um and then also i think i don't know if this is when it became a bond but we're both half central american you're salvadorian i have half honduran so we're kind of similar in some aspects Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um or as i like to call myself we have breed. <laughs> uh, You're more I than am that. also Mexican, but <laughs> I, maybe there's a way, better way to phrase that. I love both sides. Uh, I'm better at one side than the other. I was raised more Mexican, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah. So we went to graduate school together. We've been friends since. Um, same as Juan that you heard mm-hmm. in the past podcast, and same as my previous roommate errors. So. Um, we're pretty tight knit. Shout out to you, Zach. Um, wherever you're at, we miss you, Zach. <laughs> we we miss love you, Zachary. Um, I'm gonna let you continue, Chris. No, I was gonna um, add. I think one thing that kind of connected us a little bit was our nerdiness, and not a not in a bad way. I know now, like at least in the past, it was kind of like, oh, you're a nerd, haha, whatever. But now, every not nowadays, everyone's like, oh, I love anime. Oh, I love this and that but um i think both of us we just had similar interests in in anime i think we first uh um talked about naruto our love for naruto naruto shippuden and i think um one of the first within the first week or two weeks of our our, our class um i think it was at the uh, magical if i'm not mistaken but um i think within the first two weeks you bought me a a, a packet of stickers of naruto and they had like different characters and i think i always brought up to you like i never really used them or opened them and not because i didn't appreciate it but it was because uh and i explained this to you like just recently too like i was kind of traumatized by my father because i tried decorating um a little 
a chest that we have at the house with the Dragon Ball stickers back when I was like eight or something. And my dad just like yelled at the top of his voice like, like no, I says asshole, and like you don't, you don't, you don't ruin stuff like that. Like take it off. So I was like crying, scratching off Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, <laughs> Gohan off of, off of my toy chest. But yeah, so I forgot how we led to this. But I, oh yeah, our love for for uh, um, anime, similar interests. But um, yeah, I feel f- so fucked up for laughing at the fact that. You got yelled at over some stickers because I think mm-hmm. I've been yelled at for some stupid shit like that too. Um, you're totally right. I think there's an unnecessary stigma that still kind of goes with the word nerdiness, but I think it's so bit. much more accepted now. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world where there are huge Star Wars fans. That's including myself oh, and yeah. you. Too. I, don't know, I, st- I still get shit for it too. Yeah. So <coughs> Frankie, know, still listening. get shit for that. Uh, or the joke about Disney adults. There's also well, some some people kind of take it a bit far. I know, Chris, you are an, an anime person. I, I mm-hmm. like anime, but I'm not to that extent. Although I do still have a tattoo, so I guess... I mean, just to say, I did just go to uh, the anime con yesterday, so... Yeah. I- <laughs> you really paid 30 bucks to go get a signature for somebody from the anime Fully Cooly, the voice mm-hmm. actress, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the voice actress, uh, Kari Walgreen, she voices... Uh, Haruko and Fulikuli, all the Fulikuli uh, seasons, and uh, I found out that she was gonna be there, so I was like, "Yolo, I'm gonna go go meet her." This this person who who voiced the character who just kind of like stuck with me from back in the day. So in a way, you kind of paid thirty dollars for a signature, but I do know how much you love that anime. It you don't feel like you paid much, right? Thirty dollars is generous, but yeah, it is it actually was, pretty it was, generous. It was it was worth it. I, I enjoyed it. and It was cool looking at all the. But we did talk cool about yesterday how, and I was surprised that you've never been to Anime Expo for someone who loves anime because I've gone twice, a little over ten years ago. So I don't know how it is now, but I know you've gone twice, or I've gone twice. Excuse me. Do you know what? Like you just never really tried to, or. I think it goes back to just me personally. Like, I feel like I can't go to places like that without inviting somebody. And I don't know if the homies would be willing. I think they would. I mean, uh, the homie Marcos just went yesterday with me. In my in my mind, I was just like, I'm not going to ask because they're probably going to say no. But that's just me being weird and just like presuming, presuming stuff that I shouldn't presume. But um, I think it was also just... I think it would be overwhelming, and it kind of was overwhelming yesterday, just because there is so so many different people there that kind of stuck out. I think in terms of like just personality and um, I I, I guess I'll be honest, you know, it's uh, I'm weird, and the cons you could tell there were weird people there, and it's not a bad thing, but I think I was just kind of like not knowing what to expect and maybe being overwhelmed with how people react, because just. Right off the bat, when we walked in uh, yesterday at the Anime Con, I was waiting for my buddy Marcos using the restroom. And this girl comes up, strikes a conversation with me. I'm like, oh, I like your shirt. I'm like, oh, thanks. It's, uh, I'm here for her signature, this and that, right? So we're in the middle of our conversation, and there's like a couple people to our left who are talking as well. And then the guy just screams loudly for some reason. And I turn to him, and then someone else behind me is also screaming. I'm like, oh, I don't know if he's screaming because they're friends. Or screaming because he loves uh, the cosplay that the guy walking in behind me was. But it was it was weird and caught me off guard. So I think that might have been part of the reason of like, I don't know if I want to go. It might be just overwhelming. But I mean, I still had a good time. Uh, You're on the nose. I'm not going to lie to you. It is overwhelming. 
Um, when I went, believe it or not, I was part of the anime club in high school. Nerd. Uh, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> you know what? I don't care, man, because I was treasure, but I never actually counted any money. <laughs> I didn't really do any budget, but I did get to know some pretty cool people. My brother was a president for that club and we did like fundraisers and stuff when we got to go to anime expo and it was paid for and we got mm-hmm. like a bus. We got to go in the summer. Oh yeah. You did some of this. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah july so I'm, i never really told you how it was though i i told you like some people i've seen like you know the costumes and stuff which is really cool it's also a covid's dream like there's no air anywhere and it smells weird at some places because it's bo just all day but you know you get to see these voice actors you get to see a lot of items you wish you can buy i'm pretty sure you can get them now on amazon at this point but i do think it is pretty something something pretty fun i Absolutely. think once you get one, I think you have to be there long enough. You know, when you go to Disneyland and you feel kind of a little bit um, overwhelmed or claustrophobic in the beginning because mm-hmm. everyone's like rushing to the lines. You know, mm-hmm. if you're like, I know you're like me and you want to go to Galaxy's Edge and oh, go to yeah. Star Wars, but mm-hmm. everyone wants to go there first. And um, I think the lines like rope drop or something like that. Just go straight to the, the ride. Yeah. And, you know, we're just trying to walk in and chill. And, and I mean, I'm not surprised it's Disneyland, but it's kind of like one of those things like you got to just go in. You got to just mm-hmm. be there. Embrace and it. then once you're kind of there you're just enjoying it yeah also like little tokyo is like right by it so you can just walk outside and go chill for a bit too there they have some cool restaurants some good shops so like um this is not a um advertisement for anime <laughs> expo either sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> no but i i am it's i what i would say is it's something to encourage you to go out of that comfort zone you know and then also you know going alone you know what one of the big things i learned a couple just two weeks ago because i went to disneyland alone was sometimes the most fun you have is because you're you're creating your own agenda right um would i have liked it if you or or somebody else went to disneyland with me yeah why wouldn't you want to be there with your friends so you probably feel the same way about the expo Mm -hmm. but also like if you go there you control your schedule you control you want to do no one can tell you not to wait in line for something you gotta go pee go pee you want to go buy a a soda that is overpriced and you don't want judgment it Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter and i mean your good friends will judge you but for funsies but still, that's anything I would take away from this is yeah, you know, embrace I mean, that. Yeah, going going to events alone, I think, is a very looked down upon. Not looked down upon, maybe. I don't know the word for it, but... Frowned um, upon? Stigma, stigma. I don't know. It's like you're weird for going to a, a thing alone, even though you enjoy it. I had to grow out of that, like, because I think I've told you, like, past... Or you know already, and you've been with me a couple times, but, you know, going to concerts and... Well, mostly concerts for me, like, solo has been fun. You know, some, usually that's, that's, like, a thing that, like... Like people are like, oh, I got to go to a concert with somebody or I got to go to a movie. Speaking of movies, you know, we talk about movies on this this podcast, you know, going to see a movie alone. Like people will be like, why, why are you going to go see a movie alone? It's like, because I want to go see the movie. And it's not like I didn't want to invite anybody, but like if I did, maybe they're busy or maybe I really want to go with this person or this and that. But, you know, I had to kind of grow out of that stigma. So I think that 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 I think was kind of a reason for me not going to more cons of like specifically anime or a comic con or whatever. Right. Was just the 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 notion of um, going going alone. Right. And again, it's not the not it's not to say that my friends wouldn't come with me. But I wouldn't even say I'm that different of you and because you've been a concert with me and I, I buy two tickets all the time because of overall bring. I am sorry I didn't bring you to Paramore. That one, I feel like that's fine. Not, is I'm it? St- I'm still not hurting. 
<laughs> well, I did introduce you to lights and and you got to see churches live and and because of you, I got to meet Lauren Bainberry from churches. The churches concert. I actually do thank you for showing me churches because I really do love their 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 music. And like I told you, those two songs back to back on their album, uh, Screen Violence, right? Uh, yes. Um, uh, the one with uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting the, the title tracks, but they have uh, two songs back to back on there pretty early on, like third or fourth track. Like just hearing those songs back to back are just. Amazing. I know you like Violent Delights. Violent Delights and um, the one before or after that. What's it with? Um... I know with Robert Smith, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, God, this is killing me. Yeah, it's killing me too. But... Um, I'm not going to look it up though. <laughs> but th- those two songs, I, I, yeah, I really love that album and those two songs particularly. But shout out to. To David for showing me churches. Hey, I wore those shoes he liked from graduate school at that concert. Too. Did you? I, I, I have no idea. Oddly enough, if you haven't noticed, every time I wear those Nikes and I go to a concert or something, someone always says hi. Um, oh, someone did say hi to you, huh? Yeah, I at Lourdes, and then yeah. um, I actually I've worn I, them yeah. at like some other like movies or whatever, and someone will just go say hi. Either I'm looking friendly, or some the blue on those shoes really stick out on my. Do you want to know the, tr- the truth? What is it? It's because you're adorable. Oh, it's fucking not true. <laughs> no yeah so i mean i totally get it though i've gone to movie like some of my favorite memories funny enough is doing things alone like i think it was during right towards the end of covid like just kind of doing a mental health day i went to the movies early in, in the day and i went to watch uh this is when thor love and thunder came out the, mm, the fourth one. Oh, i know i sat there like huh fuck <laughs> there goes my money but um but i came out like really happy because i, I kind of needed it at the time and i mm-hmm. went in and out after and you know how much i love my in and out yes you do um and i also went to watch oppenheimer alone and i think i was like so zoned in that i was so happy there was no one next to me to yeah. like ruin that w- watching that movie like with no distractions for the first time i yeah i i would I, I would like, and I think most people feel this way. We would love to erase our memories and experience stuff like that for the first time again. But definitely Oppenheimer, like watching that movie, being just zoned in and just like, oh my god, what am I watching right now? This is amazing, right? Like, I mean, we've watched Fast and the Furious together, and God, I already, I, oh, yeah, I dread talking about this shit with Juan in the future. But you know, the whole, we joked during those movies, like you start mm-hmm. elbowing, you you know me, me, me enough that I want to zone into the movie and just watch it. But you guys are like, eh, eh, did yeah, you hear me, that joke? Me and Eris were, were cracking up during I Fast Nine. That, that that scene where Vin Diesel like hopped hopped down was like about a fight like ten guys by himself. But like he flexed right before he like jumped down the, the ladder. <laughs> Me and Eris like looked at each other and just started cracking up. We were like, did Vin Diesel just flex and then go down to like beat up these guys? It was so funny, but you got that wrong, bro. He powered up. Okay, he powered you up. Really yeah. think about it. He he wanted to feel strong in that white t-shirt that somehow never gets fucking dirty. Yeah. But whatever, that we're not going to go down that road. Yeah, so you mentioned a couple movies that you're looking forward to watching that you wanted to bring up. Um, I know I haven't seen them, but if you want to just jump into it, what's well, like one of those first movies that caught your attention? I, I think it came out, what, last year that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so um, I think it was last year, a year and a half ago, maybe. The the movies X and, and uh, Pearl, you know, those came out uh, within the past couple of years, uh, directed by Ty West, both of them. And the whole reason why we even found out about those movies but i've, I've already seen them uh but i'm looking forward to rewatching them it's been a i mean i only seen both of them once but I, I would like to go back and revisit them they're fun they're a little slasher movie a little creepy somewhat of a thriller not really but uh just keep you on your toes x x and pearl 
And the only reason why we found out about it, me and my younger brother, was that um, Kid Cudi, one of my favorite artists, and you can make fun of me all you want, but he is my guy, along with Porter Robinson. But we'll save that for another podcast. Who would make fun of you? Um, oh, uh, Frank. <laughs> if you're listening again. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no. it's no secret I'm a Paramore fan. I would, oh, yeah. would you but, have tattoos. But That's... Paramore is, like, really, really good. Kid Cudi is kind of good and i'm let, really let's set good. it in, in stone Come, i'll go listen to speeding bullet to heaven it took me a while to, to fall in love with that album but i absolutely love it the first time i heard it i was like what am i listening to but i fell in love with it but either way we're getting off topic kid cuddy he um he's my guy he kind of delved into the movie world somewhat i didn't really watch anything he acted in but he uh started a production company called mad solar which is also a, a song on one of his albums i guess he just got the uh, inspiration for that for his production company but i guess he was uh in in talks to to i guess make this movie with ty west and he helped produce it i believe i could be wrong he also acted in it in x so that first one's pretty pretty cool like i said just a little fun slasher film the second one pearl um, took it in a different direction, but still pretty fun. It is a slasher film, I guess. Maybe not as much slashing, but more of a like psychological thriller. And Mia Goth really kind of comes into that role of uh, Pearl in a in an interesting way. Like the ending that of that movie, you're just kind of zoned in on her performance. She has a couple moments where you're just like, "What am I watching? This is again like pr- uh, like just an amazing little performance of like wow, she really went all in and like her acting is like amazing she just kind of draws you in and, and there's been a few memes if if you guys um have seen on twitter or or x right or instagram um there's that shot of uh mia goth in a in a red dress on like a stage and she might be under distress um um quoting the words uh i'm a star i'll just leave it at that but it's it's those those movies are pretty fun you know they're not like you know eight out of tens nine out of tens you know i think they're pro- pretty pretty average but they're fun to watch right um but pearl you know it's really kind of stuck out mia goth's performance the first one's like i said it's fun to watch x is really fun um funny moments uh definitely keeps you on your toes with the slasher kind of thing going on and it's 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 entertaining and then like i said pearl just kind of goes in a different direction but it's still kind of a thriller i guess kind of slasher film at the end honestly i don't remember too much uh killing in that one but it's definitely like you're watching it psychological kind of movie you're like oh okay you know what and um at least I'm looking at it right now, uh, taking away from what you're saying. There's a trend I'm seeing in past things I've talked about of both these movies are A24 films. So that studio has been just doing so great. These Both both these movies came out in 2022, which I think, you know, people are still going back to the theaters because I heard more about it through Twitter um, after it had already been out and it's been streaming. Because I think a lot of streaming goes to like HBO Max now or just mm-hmm. Max. But nonetheless, for those of you who have not heard of these movies... Uh, the lead role, as he stated, is Maya Goff, uh, if you haven't heard of her yet. For the movie Pearl, the lead roles also is David Cornsweet, who is our future Superman. Mm-hmm. If you guys yeah, he, 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 he gets pretty um, freaked out in that movie. And then there's also, for the movie X, once again, Mia Goth. Mm-hmm. Goth? Goff. Yeah. Okay, and then as everyone has come to know and love Jenny Ortega yes. um, as Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and not to do her disjust, she's been in a lot of movies. She's yeah. been in Beetlejuice too. So mm-hmm. uh, Kid Cudi is right there. So I guess he is in the movie. I have not seen these before, but I do want to. I I think the reason why I don't watch these initially is because I am not a horror movie person. Mm-hmm. Not to say I get scared. I don't get scared of horror films because I can separate what is real or not. Um, with the exception to like 
horror films that do like like magic and stuff and not like now you see me magic but mm-hmm. you know if you've seen hereditary mm-hmm. uh, i've talked yep. about that before like that movie is just like intense makes you uneasy and makes you <laughs> yeah it's intense as fuck and i i watched that halfway like mm-mm no, mm-hmm. not me. But <laughs> nonetheless, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it comes to these, I just usually don't dive into it. But to give you guys like a little walkthrough, what X entails, this movie is set in 1979. It's adult movie actors and a fil- small film crew arrive to a farmhouse occupied by an elderly couple in the desolate Texas countryside to film an adult movie. As the day shifts to night, the visitors slowly realize that they are not safe and are being targeted by a nearby enemy. Ooh. And you are right. You and, gave the genres and, perfectly. And one thing or, I would say too, sorry to cut you off, I didn't mean to, but um I would akin it me. to like sorry, to it like Scream. Like yeah. Scream is I won't say it's horror, but it's a slasher film, like it's a thriller. It's not really like I mean it is kinda scary and it's violent, but it's not like jump scary movie like uh The Conjuring. Paranormal activity, the conjuring. Um it's not uh, what was the other one you brought up? Maybe I blinked out, but yeah, it's not it's not that typical horror movie where you're like it's just like Scream. It's the only best way I can just kind of describe it. It's its own thing, but it's like you know, there's someone in the back. Well, I think you and, you described it really well earlier. I think you did it indirectly. It was just that it's a thriller. There's some mm-hmm. mystery in it. It is at the end of the day a horror film. There's suspense. Yeah. Um. You know, if you want to watch something that's bloody, violent, this is your thing. And then, Definitely. I mean. That that does draw me in. I'm not gonna lie. And then this movie, and just before moving on to Pearl, this movie X, um, ratings wise, it looks fantastic. I mean, from that's me looking at Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not looking at all the the stuff. And then I also kind of take this with a grain of salt. But you know, critics in the high in the mid 90s, 94 percent. Um, audience score 75 percent. So I'm not gonna maths seven and a half people. I don't know how you put half person. <laughs> um, out of ten. You know, three out of four people are ending up liking this movie. So that's a good sign, I would say, at least, if that Definitely. catches you guys' attention. Um, now, Pearl, this movie, uh, just to kind of give you a little walkthrough, uh, for this storyline, it's um, trapped on her family's isolated farm. I guess the themes are farms. Um, Pearl must tend her ailing mm-hmm. father under the bitter and overbearing watch of her devout mother. Lusting for a glamorous life that she's been in the movies, Pearl finds her ambitious temptations and repressions all colliding in the origin story of X's iconic villain. That sounds actually pretty more my kind of like speed. I think it's just the whole family fucked up. Yeah, sound, what it sounds like mm-hmm. more dramatic. That's what they're describing it as. This movie sounds like this is the one I do actually have both these movies on my list of horror films I do want to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a whole list like Infinity Pool right here, Barbarian. I haven't watched these A twenty four movies. Even though I could I get more drawn into like dramas and stuff, but Infinity Pool is one I for sure want to watch too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midsommar already haunted my dreams, so I oh, don't ever want to watch that again. I love them. <laughs> I hate that movie so much, but for all the right reasons. Like, it's such a good movie, but right. uh, not something I want to go back to watch. But for those of you wanting to look into Pearl, uh, also on Rotten Tomatoes, you'll find that the rating for this for critics was a 93%. It's and, yeah, it's a little higher with audiences at 82%. I definitely liked it more than than X because X is is entertaining and it's but you know it's not like uh, what was the rating for it on Rotten Tomatoes for X yeah for like fans or for critics oh for both uh fans was seventy five and then critics was ninety four percent yeah I think artistically the way it was made yeah I can kind of see why it might be highly rated but I think I'm more like I mean we are audience we are the audience I think I would I would agree with that you know I did mention earlier it's kind of average but I think I six seven is I think we're it would it would and Pearl definitely makes the like a point or two jump from from there so definitely like definitely do 
recommend those two. They're they're pretty fun. All right. I mean, you hear it now from my boy Chris. These are two horror films that he's just giving the, the thumbs up to and watching. Also, just if you heard it from my last episode, give another thumbs up to watching Black Clover. I watched more episodes with oh, yeah. him. And I, he, he is struggling to watch them with me for the very reason that they are dubbed. And he does shun me for that. But I am liking it now. And it's getting more intense and interesting, I would say. Uh, you know, we'll go a little off topic. You know, the dub, we do kind of, you know, tease you a little bit for it. But it's, you know, to each their own. If you like a dub, that's fine. Uh, I actually do like the idea of, like, being able to watch the anime without having to read the subtitles. I think some of our sub-listeners who watch anime with subtitles with Japanese voice actors, we kind of get accustomed to it, but... Uh, like I mentioned to David, there's just that disconnect from the voice actor work in Japanese versus the English. It just doesn't translate well. But, you know, I, I do enjoy anime and dub. Uh, it's not like I hate it. It's just another stigma. It's like, oh, you watch dub. Like, it's it's not, it's really not that bad of a thing. It's but just more of a like, haha, we're teasing you. But honestly, me, I don't take it too seriously. Um, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Fully Coolie, I watched dubbed. Dragon Ball, I watched dubbed. Naruto, I watched dubbed. And I love those anime is dubbed and i love them in, in sub too in um in japanese voice work so it's not it's not a bad thing if you watch dubbed it's davy i'm looking at you it's not bad but Thanks. i think you thank I think, you so much <laughs> <laughs> i just i just think you're you're missing out on like performances of a japanese voice voice actor because that the way they speak is exaggerated and just the different it's just different i just don't yeah. get the same the same work when you're uh, uh, English voice actor. And it's not to knock that because a lot of voice actors, like English voice actors, do their best to listen to the Japanese original voice work and try to replicate it and do their own thing as well. And props to them, you know, like I'm glad they put in the work and are willing to uh, get as close to the original work as possible. But I think it's just, and I, I think other people also agree, just kind of just tough, hard, maybe even near impossible to replicate that same energy voice work from the original japanese so yeah you know what and um yeah you know what from what you're saying too it's kind of no different than when we were watching a soccer game and both in english and in spanish i mean you just hear the different type of i think it's part of the language too just like the investment like the it gets more lively in its own way and when i speak say english i'm talking like american english like if you watch a uk soccer game it's totally different like those are still very lively I think it just depends who's who's commentating. And not saying like the guys who do the American ones are not as good, but if you heard a, a soccer game in Spanish, uh, just go Google like a messy clip in Spanish or go Google like what I watched this morning actually was a recap of when Mexico beat Germany in the World Cup. You know, I think it was what how like two World Cups ago, I think. But I forget. I don't. Most people will remember. Two things. It's not me because I ain't missing. You, you watched the we game. Central American. You watched the game. Shut yeah, up. I did, but I don't you know. Fifty percent of my body was like going crazy. Uh, the other fifty percent was sad because like we wish Honduras was there. But <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, us too. Um, but <laughs> but um, no, I mean, but you know, just as a soccer fan, like that game, the 
energy that went with it. And I think also that can be a whole different conversation, just soccer in general or football, however you want to pronounce it or go with it. So this actually does stay on topic, though, to what I want to jump into. Because um, D- Chris does speak about, you know, subtitles and everything and and how important it is to have, you know, the voice and, and inflection you're looking for and energy you're looking for in a movie. And so a movie we both watched, what we both come to love, I I believe, and I just recently watched and I mentioned it before, is Godzilla Minus One. And so this movie, gotta tell you guys, um, I was excited already to watch it. I am a Godzilla fan. I, I wouldn't say I am oui. like a, huh? We are Godzilla fans. Oh, uh, well, I'm okay. We are Godzilla fans. <laughs> I, me personally, uh, maybe not as much as Chris, because I did watch the ones, you know, decades ago, but... Debatable. I wasn't as invested, I would say. I did like the recent ones, but I do feel like it, they were missing something, and I feel like you find what's missing in this uh, recent one, this new Japanese one. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, just kind of like dive into it. You know, there will be spoilers later on. I will give a heads up on this, but just kind of from the jump, this movie, like a great description that I was reading, uh, just to cover it really quick, is that let me just read this for you really quick, Chris. And I think it's pretty good. Go for I it. think this is for really for everybody. Feeling as if he's unfairly cheated death too many times, Shikishima, a uh, surviving Kamikaze pilot, is attacked or o- on Odo Island. Okay, let me re- read that. <laughs> Feeling as he is unfairly cheated death too many times, Shikishima, a surviving Kamikaze pilot, is attacked on Odo Island along with many warplane engineers by a gargantuan monster. After the engineers die due to Shikishima failing to distract the monster, an overwhelming amount of guilt weighs on him, especially after a homeless woman and a baby move into the home when he returned. Shikishima, now on a personal mission, teams up with a large group of veterans to finally take down the monster no- known as Godzilla. Gojira. Okay. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, this actually sums it up perfectly, um, yeah. I would say, without spoiling too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's Godzilla. I was also kind of, like, impressed that that was actually the first time I pronounced Shikishima. So, Shikishima. it's a fantastic yeah. name. I love the name. But I was more, like concerned i was not going to pronounce that right anyways that's just a little synopsis of this movie is really this is just a little bit this movie is action it's adventure there's a lot of drama a lot more drama than i had anticipated before i watched the movie but i think it does draw you back to what godzilla was originally intended to be was it is a monster right it's a monster that we fear but you know chris how did you feel about the movie what because you did see it first like you got a first impression yeah so uh i I did see it before you did Uh, i've actually seen it twice now and um actually the second time we had the uh the d box seats uh, it's like a 4d type thing are those ones that move like yeah, they, they yeah. have audio underneath Ooh. Uh, I, I don't know about audio underneath the seats do move so when like uh you know godzilla does this thing you feel the vibrations you feel the movement it was really fun to, to feel that uh, another movie that we had those seats for was uh, dragon ball superhero the the movie that one was really fun to, to feel in the um dragon D-box. Ball. is that the one with dragon ball super super hero i think it's just called hero i forget but I uh, don't know which one that is. um but yeah um yeah i had the deep box for that movie too and it's really cool and watching it the second time with the deep box was um definitely different but i enjoyed it but yeah godzilla minus one really good really enjoyed it it's 
has some heavy moments in there like emotional moments that just kind of you know stick with you and they're intense and it makes you like you get you get invested in the characters a little bit and just kind of their their plight you know you mentioned um uh, shikishima right his mm-hmm, um his plight with uh, the guilt um you know in the beginning of the movie some stuff happens and you know he has to live with uh, i guess his failure you know having to um to continue to live and and deal with night terrors you know um kind of like just dealing with with what happened and um you know i i just i just really like that that concept um it just made me really feel for him right and um you know with all this godzilla just kind of thrown into the mix and like like how you said too like this kind of goes back to the um the uh original idea for godzilla I think most of us kind of, uh, as kids, grew up looking as looking at Godzilla as the hero of the movies. You know, like, oh, here's a come, here comes a big bad monster, that and flying drop kick, yeah, that clip. If you haven't a, seen it, everybody go look it up. Is it so? Oh, Which Godzilla is that one? I don't. King Caesar is in that it one. Just goes horizontal. The <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, like someone holds King Caesar. Or King Caesar's holding somebody, and then Godzilla just comes and double womp. Yeah, double kicks um, whoever's being held. But yeah, so I mean those. Movies are goofy and yes the kaiju are like cool to look, or at least some of them are cool to look at king is a little weird one of my favorite kaijus was um from godzilla 2000 is that what it's called the one with ogre i don't know if you've seen that one you kind of no. know okay yeah but at the end like his final little evolution ogre he's like a little i think if i remember correctly he's like a little spaceship and then like he has like different forms or whatever but um i really enjoyed his his final form but you know godzilla was always seen as at least for me, I guess, and a few other people. Uh, like, you know, the hero, you know, he comes, destroys the monster, fights the monster, and comes out on top. Um, so it's, like, pretty memorable. Like, one of the reasons why, you know, I became a Godzilla fan. It's like, oh, he's so cool. He's he's the hero and all that. And, you know, uh, the original idea for Godzilla was that he, he was a terror, right? It was the, you know, the um, metaphor for the, the nuclear bomb, right? Yeah, actually, so, if I can interrupt you since you interrupted me earlier. No, go for it. Um... <laughs> no, I just, I Googled it because I was curious, like, why was it called Godzilla Minus One? And just the first thing to pop up, because um, I'm not going to dive deeper than this, is that this film explores a specific period in Japanese history, like you were saying, after the des- devastating atomic bomb attack from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, but the title, what it says, is it represents the idea that Japan couldn't sink any lower after the bombings and the monster Godzilla's effects following the country's devastation. So it's just like, let's double down. Not only did the U.S. just do what they did, here comes Godzilla. This, yeah. this, um, what? Yeah, first in the, like in the movie, it's um like an urban legend that becomes yeah, like reality. Yeah, and, and that's and that's another thing too that that I really loved about the movie. And yes, you can. I guess Godzilla fans or even non Godzilla fans can bash on this, but you know, nostalgia kind of does it for me sometimes. And you can, you know, I think criticize like, oh, you only like it because of nostalgia. Oh, so what? I liked it, <laughs> but um. This movie really does pay homage to the original because I think it's set up the same way where, uh, you know, there's this island and there's a, a urban legend. And then, you know, here comes, I think the first shot you see of Godzilla in the original 1954 movie is his head over the mountain, right? And they use the same name of the island. Some of the shots later on in the Godzilla, in Godzilla Minus One uh, are not shot for shot, but, you know, they're pretty close. You know, stuff happens where um, the way he stomps or, you know, what he chomps down on, uh, news reporters, stuff kind of like that, stuff like that. Like, it's, it, you, it, it, when I was watching it, I was just, like, so happy because I was like, wow, this is, like, a new, a new take on the original 
Godzilla and it's just like just blowing me out of the water and like I just love that they threw in the little little references and just getting a little bit of nostalgia like I was I felt like a like a kid again I was like this is so good even though like what was happening was not so great but um uh and and you know with me um I only saw the original Godzilla movie like only within like the past like five or eight years like and I grew out of my really? Godzilla. Yeah. I thought you saw you were like one of those people that saw it growing up or anything. I the the movies I grew up on, the 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 Godzilla movies I liked cuz my my tia, my aunt who took who took care of me when I was little, she had a I think just one or two Godzilla movies. Um Oh, on, don't tell on me VHS. the best one. You know which one's the best one. Which one? Well, my boyfriend Ferris Bueller's Day he's off. Oh, no. Hell no. <laughs> That's the greatest Godzilla nah, movie of all time. Um how dare we you? don't we don't talk about that one. And they actually <laughs> Scrubbing uh, out of history. Can we curse on this? I've been cursing this whole time. Have what do you, you mean? I haven't noticed. Um, okay. <laughs> one of one of the the Godzilla Godzilla Final Wars. Uh, that movie's so fun, fun to watch too. It's 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 a Godzilla movie by far. Like if you if you know Godzilla, like that movie's so good. But good good in a in a fun, entertaining way. It's it's not a either way. There's, I have there's a, a question moment, for you later, but I just there, need to remember there, it. There's just, a moment in that in that movie godzilla final wars where godzilla literally does like a boss 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 rush i think they call it uh video games like a boss run boss run um where he's literally fighting all the the kaiju he's fought before maybe not every single one but a good amount of them and <laughs> like a lineup almost uh in a way yeah because in this one there's like and other godzilla movies too like aliens come become a part of the story but um yeah that's godzilla it's goofy whatever but in this this one goes to the final wars. He's going through this boss boss rush, and I think either the first or he's already defeated a few. Godzilla's just going Godzilla's just going ape shit, and I think he ends up in Australia. And I don't know why, but they call him Zilla. Well, Godzilla Godzilla is is. I was gonna say it's insane. Down under the story is just whatever. He's 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 trying to get somewhere, and the monsters are in his way, so he's trying to take them out. It's Zilla. So, so in that movie, for some reason, the American version of Godzilla, they name him Zilla because they just want nothing to do with him. So they just took out the god. Like you're not even worthy of the god part. So in Godzilla Final Wars, they they set up uh, Zilla in Australia, and the real Godzilla comes up, and Zilla's like, "Oh hey, like I'm gonna fight you, roar!" And Godzilla just like destroys him and knocks him into the um, imposter. Is is it like a? It's a famous building. It has like curves. I know exactly which. It's like an orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And like Zilla gets smashed into that, and Godzilla's like, "Fuck off." Completely honest with you. I've seen that in everything, especially like Finding Nemo. I don't know what yeah. the fuck it's yeah. called. It just if you see Finding Nemo, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, what you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, not the but, um, actual use of the building, just what it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Godzilla just comes and smashes him, and it's like satisfying because you know we don't we don't talk about the um. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Ferris Bueller. The I don't know. I, I'm forgetting his name. Too, I know his name. He's a great actor. But he, I just he's can't. he's fun, but um, um, that movie. I mean, I anyways. think let's keep his name out of it because that movie's so bad. I, I'm pretty sure he wants to forget too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, kind of like circling back to Godzilla minus one, and this is actually a time where I think for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, it is more spoilers. Than anything. Everything I've read so far is more just kind of like a base idea of uh, what this movie is, but. Uh, yeah, that's my warning to you. If you want to tune out for a little bit, that's totally fine. So, Godzilla Minus One. I think 
where I ended up loving this movie. The first five minutes. The first five minutes, yeah. Like, the fact that you see this pilot land on this island, they're, like, already questioning him. It's like, and, I, and I'm and i thinking the same thing, actually, when watching the movie. And it's because I grew up watching, like, a lot of World War II movies and stuff. Right. I was like, uh, pilots don't usually land back during that time <laughs> in Japan. They're kamikaze pilots, typically. And so they point that out. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they start talking about the island. I... I'm like blindsided. I'm thinking, oh, Godzilla will show up in like maybe 20 minutes or something. No, fuck that. They just throw <laughs> that motherfucker. And I, I was actually kind of like upset at first because I was like, why is he so small? They had to elaborate on the story. They had to elaborate yeah. on the atomic bomb and it's how that twist. It's a twist. But it back. I it made sense. You know, the, the atomic bombs to end the war and everything. Totally just revigored, I guess is the word. Yeah, because um, he, he was small in the beginning. Gave him, he, oh, you know what's the best way I would put it? Godzilla got electrolytes like an idiocracy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> um, definitely got a... He, he got swole. But yeah, he, he got swole. Um, he went... Never mind. Gold's Gym. I was going to say that. Gold's Gym, thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, damn, you know my mind already. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the movie, he just gets gigantic and now in the u.s i love how they're like u.s is like wait bro we got to deal with russia it's kind of you on you guys now yeah. and it's like we took all our shit and i'm like ah okay yeah, this is sorry just to circle back to like the beginning of the movie because i think we didn't do it justice but you know it's intense because you know he you're right you're right small we were focused on the godzilla being small but you know pilot lands were like why is he here he's a kamikaze pilot he should be doing his duty as to his country right and so he comes in the engineers on the island check his plane. They're like, um, nothing's wrong. And then they're all kind of look at him weird. He's like, well, it felt wrong. And then he like walks off or something like that. And you get kind of like, oh, like what's happening here? And then you get a little bit more context where one of the guys comes over. He's like, hey, I, I wish we had more of you where it's like you're questioning this world. Like, why are you going out here to to basically commit suicide? You yeah, know, for like, what? Because I think at that they're, time. They're losing, he mentions like we're losing this war. Why are we sending our, our youth to go sacrifice themselves for a war that's already lost? For like an emperor. Because I know it was like a, a, a cultural thing at the time. That they're serving for Most the emperor and they're dying for their country and all that stuff. So it's like a great honor. Yeah, there, the, yeah, it's a dishonor if you're not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did definitely miss that. Yeah, and um, then you know we got into Godzilla popping up in the middle of the night. He goes ape shit. Like I did not expect it either. He just fucking chomps, throws people. You know, twenty feet. One <laughs> <laughs> like, just up to the top of the mountain. Yeah, Godzilla stuff, right? Godzilla on a, stuff. I guess more like a T Rex, like Jurassic Park type thing he was kind of like um how I big would you say i would say that jurassic park like a little T-Rex, bigger maybe like, like, like oh, well, spinosaurus in, like in terms of what he was doing not his oh size. just recklessness just and, like and, uh, like a smaller yeah dinosaur exactly type thing, monster like stomping and biting and it yeah. was pretty intense but yeah and then you know the big kind of theme or like crisis for uh shikishima shikishima Shikishima. Um, he you know the engineers tell him I guess his superior, I guess, I don't know. He's like, oh, go on your, go on your plane and shoot this thing um, before, excuse me, before he attacks, right? And he hops in there and he hesitates. He's scared or something. I forget what specifically goes on. But one of the, I think he just doesn't shoot. So Godzilla keeps walking. You know, guys get scared. Guns go off. Godzilla gets mad, does his thing. At the end of the, the next day, you know, there's only a couple guys left. Literally Shikishima and the head engineer. And they get into this. Or the engineer yells at his face, this and that. And Shikishima then you know has this whole dilemma throughout the rest of the movie of survivor's guilt and he didn't do his job one with the kamikaze and two with the 
at least fighting back against. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think also the beginning of the movie alone, it just shows like, you know, he doesn't want to die. And when he gets in the plane, like it was this brief opportunity to get honor again to save the rest of them. And he does it again. He doesn't shoot the gun because he wants to live. The one person to see it all is the mechanic. uh, Who lives. The the lead (laughs) engineer. Yeah, who lives too. But poor guy got a limp. Mm-hmm. Um, Played a good Olympia. Yeah, but that so totally sets the tone for the film is the survivor's guilt. Yeah. Because you see later on when he goes back home to find his parents or are dead from the nuclear bombs mm-hmm. and then another emotional they all look at him or one lady the his neighbor, neighbor specifically neighbor. looks at him and realizes like weren't you a kamikaze pilot immediate disgust from him yeah, so like, like this man's coming back to no home there's dishonor around him you cannot ex- he can't escape it plus the survivor's guilt of all the mechanics uh everyone who actually were kamikaze pilots so you can really mm-hmm. stack this on and i think where it caught me off guard and it was kind of cool was where this this woman who uh, just oh, starts yeah. living where he like kind of what's the word they, they that people say the vagabond um no <laughs> when you just kind of just go to somewhere and you just sit there and stay um there's a term for it i no, don't know uh well she just planted herself in his spot yeah she was trying to steal stuff i know that but, yeah there was like, a scene food, like, wasn't yeah it? she and she had the baby gave him the baby and he was like what do I do with this baby? And she just ran off. And so he just waited for her to come back. This man almost and walked then, away from the baby. He, he, he was going to leave that baby. He was like, peace out, good luck, little homie. <laughs> like, I'll see you later. You can tough it out, man. Yeah. and um, Or Chica, I guess, because yeah, he's a little so girl. The, yeah, and he changes his mind, goes back, picks up the baby, walks out the, the small little marketplace. And then the, the girl comes up and like they have this whole conversation. And then she ends up staying with him. And then they just have to start rebuilding from from there, right? And so he tries to get a job, uh, just the small jobs, and he gets that government one. Yeah, and I mean, I think also kind of part like to add what you were saying is um this girl obviously lost her family as well oh yeah there's and then on top of that the baby's not even hers the the parents got killed so like it's this how would i put it this uh survival trials and tribulation just like like, type of family that they indirectly created and you're right like to survive he's looking for work and looking for work and he finally gets a job which is dangerous uh you know sweeping mines from post-war but also one of the i think one of the greatest gods of the sins i've ever seen just like because I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, it's a little, kind of a little, little chase, but, you know. Um, it shows in the trailer, I think, a little bit. Oh, when that, he's in the water? Yeah, and he's just like, he just like, like, fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dog paddling through the water. Because they're just dog paddling, and these, these guys are fighting for their That's lives. What like, you call that dog? The motherfucker is streaming yeah, like a hippo like, through this ocean. And you know what? I got to say this right now, because for everybody, like, if you're wondering how Godzilla looks, if you're wondering like the cinematography, I gotta say they delivered and more. Like mm-hmm. you, they the brief moment where you only see like half of Godzilla's face in the water, but you see his eyes, like the terror. Oh, those eyes, you, oh you, you stare for that point in the movie, and you're like, "Fuck, I don't want to be on that." I boat was scared. Either. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like when when the main dude uh, Shikasima freezes up again to shoot the gun, I'm like, "Bro, I would freeze too." This thing is speeding through me. Uh, we just saw a destroyed battleship, by the way. No, yeah, forgot to add that context and all mm-hmm. these other boats, and you're, it's like sweeping through mines like nothing. Um, so yeah, that is. Every all the dollars that this dude was receiving to go take get rid of mines and put himself at risk is totally earned. 
Mm-hmm. I do want to say before they actually met with Godzilla, and this is, I, I was watching this movie with Ares, and I couldn't stop laughing. It was fucked up. <laughs> was he's working for a while, right? He's sweeping these mines, trying to get a lot of money. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing very well. Yeah, they start building the house, um, and, and they start building. They build a brand new house. Mm-hmm. But why it's funny to me is that everything, everything else, else is fucking destroyed, absolutely you know? destroyed. That's and I never thought of that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and I couldn't stop thinking of um, that that meme where it's like, look, poor people around. And I was like, fuck, this is so horrible. <laughs> he's just gentrifying his own. I had the yeah, he really did. Else. Even the neighbor, she's like still. Cleaning up all the debris, and he's like, "Let's go have some soup." And you're you like, insult, "The fuck, you dude!" Insulted me at the beginning of the yeah. movie. You don't get shit. I know they did it for the baby, and they were just trying to make sure everyone was okay. But like, it's the one thing probably I'll pick from that movie where I was like, "I'm not okay with that." Is that you see in the background see, an absolutely disastrous town, mm-hmm. and this man's like, "I'm doing pretty good right it, now." It's, <laughs> it's funny how how our brains kind of work like that, and you you notice that. Like me, I was more like, "Oh, I'm, I'm good for them." Like they're you know he's working and he's building this house never did it occur to me that like every every else every other house around him is like in shreds i'm just saying if you tilt your eye a little bit to the left you're like wow that's a really bright house look at all the debris so i think uh, <laughs> upon where you could put it and it's not even like bad or anything but you know let's say we're, we're in a neighborhood and everyone's a one-story house and there's that one two-story house on the block exactly <laughs> so you're like oh that's cool. all modern and everything like, you know what yeah that's fucking downy <laughs> Hey, chill, dog. Okay, Downey. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, no. I've driven through Downey, yeah. and they have some nice-ass houses. Yeah, then do. you see that one person with, like, hey, I got a three-story, and you're like, why do you even yeah. need one? Yeah. But, no, it's just I had to point out that absurdity from that yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it was pretty funny. I never thought um, of that. I'm but you know what? You know, kind of fast-forwarding through this film, you know, the chase is really intense, and mm-hmm. I don't even want to give away parts of that chase because you got to sit in that intensity yeah, of what happens. Just, you've seen the trailer. And, and you know, like, he has to confront this this girl he's been living with who she's slowly falling in love with him, but yeah. he has so much survivor's guilt that he doesn't want to grow he, close he to just, anybody. He's not ready. He yeah, just... he doesn't want to acknowledge this girl that, in a way, she sees him as his dad now at this point, too. The baby just kind of flashback she does grow into a toddler yeah because a few Uh, years passed by yeah yeah, i think it was one or two three or four years yeah maybe more so you know godzilla comes back and he's ready to fuck shit up and he actually does and shows up to fuck shit up and goes into an actual town yeah um you know what this next part because i think it leaves such an impact in the movie i am not going to talk about the town and what happens there destruction is obvious but there's oh, a yeah. there's a part of the story so pivotal that happens in that part yeah, of the movie yeah i don't know i think it's cause it would be unfair yeah. like there has to be a little mystery from my spoilers Definitely. right now and yeah. i will say this though we do get to enjoy i think two godzilla blasts like nuclear blasts he he does it a few. He does it like three or four times, but there's like two really big ones. Where like oh, here that, it comes. the one in the town, like, and then one comes. later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But um, the one in the town, like that one, that one, I was waiting to see because you know you see his tail power up and everything. And I'm thinking back just a couple years ago of the this last Godzilla. And let's be honest, like Godzilla, uh, Godzilla Kong. That yeah, one? that oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah. or the, like the previous two um, King of Monsters and whatever like even yeah. watching him power up it was badass oh definitely honestly but mm-hmm. this one kind of like circled back like exactly nostalgia like oh shit like this dude is breathing a nuclear bomb and he's gonna eradicate everything and you see him do it and and this reminder that Godzilla was never originally a hero mm-hmm. you know he is yep. a monster and you're sitting there just kind of soaking in this this terror which I think is so exciting when you're sitting there and watching the movie because we got so accustomed to seeing him as a hero mm-hmm. and i think just to build off of that you know as kids uh i don't think the godzilla theme plays in every single film it might uh i can't really remember 
But, um, you know, there I can clearly remember times where I was watching a Godzilla movie and you hear that theme. You're like, oh, it's Godzilla's theme. Oh, it's so cool. It's awesome. And then cut to Godzilla minus one. All this stuff is happening in the town. It's, you know, an area of concern of what's happening. And you hear that theme kick in. And I told my little brother this. Mark, shout out to you if you're, if you're watching this. Love you, little bro. But, um, Listening, really. Um, oh, yeah. I said watching that. I mean, he can watch us in his mind i guess um but yeah <laughs> slip of the tongue but yeah listening shout out to you but i told this to my little brother i think i might have told you too at some point and but I, don't, I don't know if i did or not watching that scene and hearing the music um i always heard the theme and even before i watched the original 1954 movie i always thought of the theme as like a superhero type you know like dun, 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 dun. Well, you know you hear the avengers theme and endgame and i'm like oh here he comes yay and then it's like this whole scene's happening you're like and in my mind i'm like this isn't godzilla's theme <laughs> not yet this, this this is a theme i forgot how i described it to to you and my little brother but it's it's i think it was more like the people's plight theme the terror theme it's not yeah. it's not godzilla's and i think i think i um from and like i tell my little brother from that moment and when i saw in the movie too even up to now i don't think i'm i'm i want to refer to that piece of music as godzilla's theme anymore as as fun as it was like you know as a kid and watching all those movies but like watching godzilla minus one watching you know the meaning the original idea for godzilla kind of resurface and have this bright new uh, breath of fresh air and listening to this piece of music it's like it's now it just has a different context different meaning to me it's like it's the people's plight it's the 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 theme of terror and like there's nothing you can do to to stop what's happening it's just pure terror and at all yeah so like i i think i'm gonna put like go all in and just never reference that piece of music to gods of those theme again because it's it's definitely not after this movie that's fair honestly and i mean i think i had a little bit less more or actually more of an idea of like some terror behind it because it's just all the spoofs you see in movies like i I don't know why right now austin powers popped up in my brain and i'm trying not to laugh of it but the music does play there like a you know how do you say like a like an off version of it and actually i want to go back and retract my statement it's the people's theme it's the people's theme because it, it the people's theme encompasses the the terror and what happens later in the movie so we have the the city destruction the fallback on that the people are trying to figure out like what are we going to do to solve this problem like he came he left we have to rebuild what if he comes back again he's going to come back again right so they have all this plan uh they set it up uh shikishima you know hits up his his homie to you know figure out how they can get a last minute plane going right to not his homie yeah not, not his, his homie, homie. <laughs> but um, at all homie yeah to set up just like this final confrontation right so they're all yeah. planning and they go in and um have this final third act of planning to um get rid of godzilla and how we're gonna do that and then the final battle happens and just stick into the piece of music i'll let you describe um the final act uh, again but just going back to that piece of music because they play it again in the third act the final confrontation right and, I, and it was more specifically that moment where i was like okay it's the people's theme when i first saw the city city scene i was like yeah this is a theme of terror and then hearing the theme again in that final confrontation i'm like no this this is the people's theme it's not godzilla's theme it's it's the people's right their their sense of terror and their sense of justice to to set things right and you know come together as a people to solve this this problem and uh you know in real life the problem was like rebuilding and like dealing with you know a lot of people like shikishima dealing with survivor's guilt dealing with losing family members whatever it may be so 
that piece of music is the people's theme of being able to bounce back, come together to, to you know, to survive and to, I guess, come together as a as a people to just get back. I don't want to say get back to how things were, but just rebuild, like I mentioned, and, you know, live their lives. Yeah, and you know what? I think, I don't even think I have to recap, like, the, or go over this third act. I think you did a pretty good, because I like, like I said, I want to leave some mystery really what happens but i think a good roundup of this movie's just what you take away from till the ending is this idea like whether you want to see it as redemption or revenge or both because it's fine from either perspective but it's also kind of closure for the main character on forgiving himself with the survivor's mm-hmm. guilt and embracing what he did um and and i think also what we can we didn't mention was so much enough um his dishonor in his own perspective right to his people to his country the way he probably saw himself at that time um and then feeling like maybe not getting his honor back but giving some honor to the people he loved or cared about in the movie so i'm gonna round it up there though i would i want to take away from this and i gotta say it's probably one of the best movies and a great way to finish off 2023 nine out of ten uh no dude for me it might be a 10 out of 10 for me but i think i gotta it might be sorry well i i gotta say like shit it was near there was no flaws to me except for the stupid house yeah <laughs> that for that movie you know, like it was it was hard to find a flaw i would say you have to really look for it and and, and this has nothing to do with like how like you know how good the movie was or anything like that but do you know the budget did you see the budget it's one of the lowest not lowest but like it had a low budget and to come out with like the cinematography and like the the obviously you know the um uh, cgi that they did from the movie like it came out really really good let me check um, this budget it might be i know it's not a, a really good source but wikipedia usually has it at the bottom of their little thing but okay so i mean i'm going to initial just initial google i actually did not expect this budget to be this way it says it was roughly around 15 million i was i was thinking eight in my mind dude but. 15 to 18 uh, 15 to 8 million is lowest that's an average budget okay we're, we're not going to talk about 15 million being a little bit of money no but no way. but for what we saw i would expect Back to at least a budget of 60 million, 70 million for the CGI and everything Definitely. that was done. The practical effects. The like, practical effects. Everything looked. looked fantastic yeah. because for those of you guys who don't know or haven't really compared budgets, like I'm talking like, what was it? This last Avatar 2 film was like half a billion mm-hmm. dollars. Like, or no, it was almost yeah, a billion. Yeah. I mean, it made 100% made its money back, but yeah. still like, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare. They're not the same movie, but mm-hmm. you kind of get a perspective like an average Marvel movie is going between 100 to 300 million because of the cgi and, and I'm, t- I'm just telling you right now for a 15 million dollar movie the cgi on this shit was better than fucking the cgi I saw in love and thunder and um i mean we can go into the whole how they treated employees but right oh yeah. that's a whole factor but you know money wise you're like damn but, this but is the fact impressive. that they're able to make a 9 10 out of 10 movie with that budget and i, I don't want to knock avatar 2 or the marvel movies because i do enjoy those movies but i don't think any of them are nine or tens for me so like the fact that they were able to like make a movie with a small budget and make me be like wow this is a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 for me like like props to them and again I mean, I'm not bashing Avatar 2 I love I, I enjoy that movie I love it's kind of strong but I do enjoy it I love the family aspect of that shout out to my bros my fam but you I'll know, knock it I'll knock it all day you can I'm not really a fan but I like it. I That's enjoy its own it. story. No, I mean, I, have, I get it. Like, it has such a huge budget, and it looks, yeah, obviously, like, it looks amazing and all that, but sometimes you don't need that much money to make a, an amazing film and a film that, like, captures audiences. That's true. That, so. I think, honestly, you give a lot of strength to a movie that 
you're able to do with what you have and, and excel. again 15 mils yeah is not a little bit of money in this current like you know budget for films compare, it's not comparing a that to the star wars budget like Marvel all right budget. this budget is the average you get for the a24 film typically right so you're not you're not getting star wars budget that's a lot of money you kind of just amplified more of why i love it i mean these are so 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 much external factors more subjective things but i think what i want to get away from this at least you know i posted my list a couple weeks ago on how i'd like to rate this scale for these movies i felt like last week like iron claw when i talked about it or two weeks ago you know that that was like a eight ish kind of movie for me um, close to nine honestly this one i gotta put it at a 9.5 and it's breaking towards a 10 and you know if you saw my list on instagram like there will be the, blood is one of the, those movies or shape of water for me or yeah. fantasia for sure like right. so this is it's close and I, like, and I feel that way too like it's it's definitely an i think a, a nine for me for sure but i really can't pinpoint why it's not a 10 out of 10 for me but it's it's up there but i don't know what it is that keeps me from saying 10 out of 10 but i think when i first saw it i was like 10 out of 10 but looking back at it like i don't know it just i don't know i think i think we're still soaking it in i think like because the movies i just listed like we've had years to watch i'm like I, the breakfast club is one that's 10 out of 10 for me that movie's been out for what 40 years now mm-hmm. and to this day like it's still rewatchable i mean obviously we can't relate to what happened in the 80s it's, mm-hmm. the principal talks about making thirty thousand dollars a year like he's a freaking rich guy uh, no not now but back that then, being back then that was really was good say, a- you know so I get what you're saying. I think with time, and I think we also want comparisons to other... Like, if I had to compare this to any other Godzilla movie we've seen in the last it 10, 15 years... It is the best Godzilla movie. It leads... It, yeah, it beats it in is a the landslide. Best, it like, is the best Godzilla movie. And then, like... Besides the first one. You know, I have a 9 out of 10 for, like, The Revenant and The Whale, even though The Whale's kind of, like, same as Godzilla. Like, 9.5. Like, Brandon mm-hmm. Frazier alone in that movie was just perfection. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole other conversation. But this was... A fantastic movie. I'm telling you guys for everybody out there, you got to watch it. Um, you know, if you listen to the spoiler, kudos for taking the time. I, I hope that you forget enough to go into the movie. And I'm telling you, like, what we talked about does a disservice of what you'll see. I Definitely. think, you know, one thing you'll just have to adjust to is it, it is in Japanese. There are subtitles. But it doesn't really take away. The screen's big enough, damn and, it. And you and can I'll, see everything. And I will say another argument about the sub versus dub. This movie is not as good if there's English 100% voiceover. agree. There is no, there's, there's, it's not as good. And, and like I said, it's just the performance performance of the the way different cultures speak because you hear french people speak and the Spanish acting people. was great like yeah it was pretty good that that might be it that like it's great it's good enough it's, it's nothing like revenant or or like yeah but it's not the same type it's not the know? same type it's of not movie. The same yeah but um, i think that might be it maybe i don't know that little girl she versus leo that girl can compete she can draw she can hella draw she's an artiste an artiste um all right well that rounds wait wait before i let you guys go what is your rating you said nine i'm gonna stick with nine all right so me and chris the roomies going into 2024 we're sticking with a nine we'll see if we ever update that but i i'm really happy with this one i do believe everyone should go watch it watch it in theaters before it actually goes to dvd but this is one of those things that like christopher nolan said like you gotta own your own physical copy this it'll be yours forever it's it's worth a buy i'm definitely buying it you gonna buy me one maybe if you're good boy maybe i get a a present for you uh for christmas but no i do want to say something too like if you're not a godzilla fan come watch this movie right because uh i think a lot like not a lot of us maybe a lot of us who saw godzilla growing up back when we were like you know five to 
tennis and just fell in love with him. You know, we've been Godzilla fans. We enjoy the goofiness of the old movies, um, the American-made ones, the first one with uh, what's his face that we couldn't remember his name. Meh. The newer ones, um, the 2014 film, King of Monsters, Godzilla Kong. Those are entertaining. They're fun. Um, That's exactly it. They're inter- and then, they're entertaining. And so, like, if if you've never gone and seen those movies, and you're just like Godzilla, well, I'm not really interested. Don't worry about all those past movies. Come watch this one. This is the one to watch. And and you know, again, going back to like the goofiness of the the older ones. Like, yeah, those are fun to watch. If you're interested in watching those, you can. It's going to be a different style. And to be fair, they're not the best movies, but they're they're entertaining. They're fun. But definitely, if you're if you're not a Godzilla fan, if you are, just come. Don't matter. Just if just come watch this. Movie. Clear like mindset, clean slate, just walk in, buy your popcorn, your soda, whatever. I don't really eat during movies, but I do. Okay. Um, you know, set up the movie the way you want to <laughs> set it up. Go to a film. There's some place to serve alcohol. Do that. I've done that. It's fucking awesome. And just post up and watch it. Enjoy yourself as movies should be enjoyed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So just rounding up, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. Thanks, Chris, for joining me with this episode. Thank you for having me on. He will be back. Hopefully. Uh, whether he like no, not some, hopefully. You well, will be back. Anime stuff we can talk about. We're going to talk about anime. Uh, I think you'll lead that. But we'll talk about any other movie that catches your mind. Um, yeah, definitely. But for those of you listening, thank you so much again. Catch me on the Everything Everywhere All at Once episode. I definitely Ooh, want to talk about yeah, you that. Did. That, that, movie, movie. that movie changed my life. I'll we be back for that We might circle back one. to that. So Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think we're just staying at A24 theme here. So Probably. They're amazing. They're, they're just doing a great job. Um, kudos to you, A24. Not sponsorship. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Love it. Uh, please like, you know, share this podcast with your friends. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple rss.feed check out the instagram i'm going to be posting more and i will be posting up the tiktok soon too if not by this episode already but like i said i can't thank you guys enough all right peace out